When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganess St. Louis Acura, Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour, Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Stroh, the Plowhawk and Action Jackson with you on the program. And, Doug, this is what? the one you wanted, so this is the one you got. Okay. Uh, JV Golf Coach starts things off in the CDF Group text inbox, and I agree with him. College football can wait. The lead story ought to be Jackson's date at the Chevy's Fresh Mex on Olive. Uh, and uh, Jackson, uh, I, I can't wait to hear. Let's I, have a rundown, Chevy's please. Chevy's Fresh Mex on Olive was the location. I thought I'd maybe get five, ten minutes to settle into the show. Nope. Never, It <laughs> uh, wasn't the Chevy's on Olive. <laughs> I've been to that Chevy's on Olive. One, wonderful establishment. Yeah. You didn't go because your coupon expired? <laughs> Is it hot when a guy pays for a, a date with a coupon? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. A clipped coupon, It's too. the wet season. Yeah, not a digital one, like one they clipped. Uh, lovely time. Lovely time. Wow, man in love, Doug. That's all you need yeah, to know sure now. sounds like you can tell he's got a little yeah, I know. pep in his step. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Joy in I voice. actually, it shows how exciting things are for me. I was going to text you this weekend <laughs> to see how it went because I could tell on Friday when Jackson left here that he, uh, Doug, as you said, pep in his step. He had a new a new pair of chinos he was going to wear. Mm, yes, delightful. And, uh... Yeah, what you, made you know, it, what, wait, what 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 made it work? Right. Well, so you go into a first date, especially one where you've never actually like spoken face to face with a person, and obviously you're gonna kind of go in with some not reservations, but you're kind of like I don't know what to expect. But I did, from what I could tell via text with her, uh, you know, I think I I, I would have liked her. And then when I met her, she was lovely, super cool, easy to talk to. We had a lovely conversation, hung out. It was great. Now, when you go on these dates, Jackson. You know, obviously for the first time, maybe not after that. But do you go in with, like, pre-embedded conversation pieces? Oh, yeah, like a list of questions. Like, embedded? you don't want that awkward silence, but you obviously don't want to make it sound like your conversations are scripted. By Right, right. Well, luckily, and I, I have to thank uh, the wonderful sound story interviews I get to do, uh, is the such a key part of conversation is listening to what other people have to say and then asking questions or expounding upon certain parts of what they have to say so if you go in with like a preordained script you're not actually having a great conversation you kind of want to hear what they have to say and ask questions or 
uh, have conversation based upon that. Yeah, you just ask about them. Everyone likes to talk about themselves. Yep. Yeah, sure. So did you engage in heavy petting Friday? <laughs> no, no. But uh, most, I, I'll leave, I mean, I'm going to have some details for myself. This is, of course, my wife. You know, I don't want to share everything oh, with the final series of this That's presentation. Good. The right thing to do is to share everything. So did you get confused at some point and ask her about World War II or anything like that? No, Pearl Harbor didn't. Make, uh, no, I mean, like you're doing a sound story and you started using those questions. Oh, no, no, not. I did not. Um, so we're on return. <laughs> Pearl Harbor died. <laughs> At any point, did you consider just leaving her there because you weren't happy with her? No, I had a great time. Oh. Really was lovely. Frank, so, do you like chocolate bunnies? No. <laughs> yeah, did that come up. up at the end? So up. is there a plan to see her again? Yep. Dog, dog, Gosh. dog. Did you talk the next day? Yep. Oh. Did you say goodnight to her? Who called who? Uh, she texted me. Uh-oh. Wow. Dog, dog, She's dog. smitten as well. Yeah, the smitten kitten. She's mm -hmm. looking at that HD2 money. Though. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's what it probably. is. Probably. Yeah, gets everyone going. Did you guys talk about the show at all? Did you avoid that? Very, like, not much. You could tell she was a big fan? <laughs> um... I can tell she's, like, interested. Like, most people, when they hear what I do, they're interested in it until I actually start, like, talking about it. And then they're yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's not It the... matters. It matters. It doesn't. Frankie. <laughs> 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 I don't think I've ever heard that. So when, are you, when, when you finna see her again? Uh, Probably this week or next weekend. So Not casual. during the week? You're not going to meet for lunch or something during the week? I'd be open to it. Well, Figure it out. Why don't you bring her to our Hubbard cocktail party next Monday? Uh, not a bad play, but probably just, that's probably just for work folk. It is. It's for employees only. Well, maybe we can hire her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Social media coordinator? <laughs> yeah, sure, something. Well, so are you off the dating sites now? You found the one? Yeah, what about that? I mean, I'm still, like, I'm not, like, on there swiping left and right all day. Mm. You know, it was one date, but we had a great time, and I'm looking forward to the second one. Is okay. this Grinder, Hinge, Bumble? You nailed it. It was Grinder. Grinder. <laughs> is that the one you? That the one you? The commercial is uh, it's the app to delete. I think that's Hinge. This was Bumble. Oh, Bumble. This is where the girl messages first. Yeah. Huh. Let me tell you something, and I will respect, of course, the uh, the privacy and not go into the details. But this uh, this young lady has some things going for her. Mm -hmm. She really does. Mm -hmm. Jackson, he's the smitten kitten, Doug, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm placing wagers. If anybody's interested, married at 28 or before, do with it what you want. And he's 25 now? That's right, that's right. He wants Could it. Could be before that. That's what I'm saying. The way this date went? You kidding me? I know. You got any picks? <laughs> um, yes, but, you know. Well, not for, not for the listeners, just for us. <laughs> I mean, I don't need you to post anywhere. I was just curious. If you would like, I could... Uh... You know, it's probably just best not. <laughs> well, I'm not going to critique her. I was You'd just like curious. us to move on now, wouldn't you? No, I mean, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not going to. Once the steam the locomotive gets going, I don't. I know I can't stop it, so it's okay. all good. Is this the best first date you've ever had? <clears throat> uh, yeah, probably. Oh, Dog, the smitten God. kitten. All the signs are there. I'm telling you. Did you call your father and say, Dad, I met the one? <laughs> No, no, it wasn't like a that would be like a nice holiday movie. So hmm. funny. This isn't a movie of the week where I say, "Hey, Home pops, yeah. driving through North City." Hey, Dad, I just met the one. Yeah. I have to go back for harvest season. 
But why would you go to Chevy's? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. You guys were right. I went to Circle 7. Yeah, he was oh. a little concerned. He told me at the commercial break, he goes, you sons of bitches got it right. <laughs> I'm going to Circle 7. Well, because you asked me, is, is it inside 270 or outside? And I kind of paused, which means it's close to right. the border. And then Tim guessed Village. I was like, damn it, they're right on it. Yep. Maybe a half mile to the west there. So, yeah, yeah we move it back a half mile to the east, and that's where you'll find him. Mm-hmm. Circle she 7. What's that? Where does she live? What's her address? <laughs> Not address. I'm just curious what area. Like, is it yeah. you're going to have to drive 40 minutes to meet her every time? Yeah. Uh, not 40 minutes. That's but important to me. Gotcha. Uh, not, like, super far, but not not in my neck of the woods. Oh. So oh. she may be geographically undesirable? Mm, not in this town. I don't know if that's possible. Okay. Chesterfield? Is that right? <laughs> I mean, based on what she has going, I think she'll be living closer to Jackson with with time. That's yeah. what I would tell you. Yeah, she's got some things going for herself, Doug. That's what I'm telling you. What does she have going for? Yeah, then I'd get into like a career, and that wouldn't be. Oh, that probably that probably is. If you if you want to talk about Jackson, feel free. That's not my place. This no. is someone who can take care of you. This is somebody on HD one. Yep. Oh. Yep. HD one. Yep. 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 Uh, middays. Absolutely. Yeah, one hour midday. She has a one hour midday show on HD. They live? Uh, no. Nope. No one works here. Uh, Manupal eligible wants to know if she's married. She's not. <laughs> you know. Did you awkward. ask? I didn't ask. You didn't fair. ask. Yeah, okay. to be fair, I didn't. Never know I didn't see a ring, though. <clears throat> you never know in these apps. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, if she has money, lay some seed. Anchor baby, how much is her old man worth? That's from Mitch. Here comes Cumstein. He's yeah. going to score. <laughs> Did you get any, into any of that? No, we didn't get any. Uh, get into any inheritance yeah, discussions. What you do is you wait on the balance sheet to the, to the second yeah. or third date. Right. If you're raised right. right. So you didn't get into, usually that's the first date you talk about families, like she have any brothers and sisters, things like that. Nice. Yeah, we talked Good about question. that. We didn't talk about how much money she's going to make when... Her parents are no longer with So them. you didn't go like, oh, I see your last name at the Orthwines. So I did a little research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, you can figure that out, you know. So what does your parents do? You know, my yeah. dad's into finance and my mom's into aerospace. Mm-hmm. And then you just put a ring on that thing after dinner. Well, That's the American dream. Find a girl whose parents can leave you money in or 30 years. aerospace. <laughs> uh, Todd Reesing is not happy with the show, Doug. Uh, he says, I woke up early to hear some college football talk, and mm. this is what I get. Doug, that's Todd hey, Reese, and you remember Todd. what happened yes. 16 years ago at Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Odom and the boys. He does get uh, UNLV. Yeah, two and a half hours. He'll be good. <laughs> Jackson, can you describe what you wore and use your Rick voice? That's from the Bougie Wasp. Uh, kind of what I talked about. I wore a, a, a nice pair of black chinos. Oh. Nice. Really stylish. Are you going to wear a Stefan Marbury jersey? No, no. I think as Turtle once said, I'm wearing the home whites. Isn't this formal enough? Um, nice. But I uh, then wore like a, it was in between like a flannel, it's like a button up, but it was a little bit thicker because, you know, it was a little cold outside with a t-shirt on under that. Mm. Styled up my hair real nice. Cleavage? Uh, no, no plunging neckline. Yeah. What do we call those back in the day, Doug? CPOs? I have something like that, yeah. Like uh, flannel shirts, they're almost like coats. Mr. Licks wants to know if she went to public or private high school. Yeah, which public. Oh, well, so did I. How is that? Okay. I went to Deal public. breaker? No, I went. I went public. Was she waiting tables at Circle Seven? No. Where you guys met? Jackson, mm. you gonna double date at Olive and Oak with Ken and a married or unmarried listener <laughs> who is also his dormitory caretaker? That's mm. from Carlos Spicy Wiener, who someday may just be at the Hall of Fame. Mm, maybe wait for the third or fourth date for that. Yeah, you can. Uh, 
reach out to the recovering alcoholic. We're going Wednesday. Wednesday night. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, see, she wants to go to dinner Wednesday. There you go, Jackson. Are you going to double date with Iggy? Well, mine's not a date. It's just friends. Oh. Hmm. Um, probably just probably on double dates for like the second date. That's probably not a great idea. Yeah. Maybe kind of a triple date, actually. Good for you, Jackson. If it doesn't work out, you can always aggressively flirt with her by asking her to come over to your litter box of a home to help you hang Sports Illustrated posters in Kellogg's boxes. <laughs> That's from Gunter. Well, it wasn't flirting. <laughs> Kellogg's boxes are now part of the artwork? No, I don't know. Cornflakes? What are you talking about? Uh, KG in O-Town wants to know if she had what you perceive to be a terrible taste in movies. Would that be a deal breaker? No, she has an outstanding taste. Oh, that might be the most important thing. Mm. She has an outstanding taste. I can talk about him forever. Wow, so you guys you guys are fellow cinephiles? And she loves football. Dog. Really? And like when I say this guy's loves, the smitten kitten. Like when I say loves football, not like not like like she actually knows and loves it and can break it down. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is just a perfect gal. I'm telling you. Or she hates the NBA. Oh, fair question. She doesn't. We talked about that. How are the sports? Are they great? <laughs> you actually got into the NBA? No, we didn't. We're, I wasn't like like breaking down Mikhail Bridges' first quarter to her, but uh, she likes hot. it. She loves the NFL. Now, what did you order at Chevy's? Because some of that stuff will get all over you. You Circle have to be careful seven. on a first date not to not to order something that's going to wind up on your yeah on I your know. shirt that's, or your your cheeks. I know. Mm. I know. Tacos. It was a good play because they were yeah they're they're foldable. You can kind of handle it. Worst case, you eat a lot of it with a fork. Does she hate hockey? That's from the Hunchback of On Castle. That could be something that you'd like. Uh, she has minimal interest in it. Oh my God, oh. you're the smitten kitten. Yeah. It's like they were set up by a matchmaker. <laughs> hockey gods took care of us. Do you have dinner or just kind of apps? Uh, dinner. Alright. Did you go anywhere after Circle 7? Yeah, the whole time we had planned to go to dinner and the movie, so we went to see a movie after. Oh, oh what film did you see? We saw this movie called Saltburn. Oh, Salt yeah, Burn. I saw Sunday Morning did a special on that. What's that about? Oof, it is a psychosexual thriller. Yeah, Oh. interesting. <laughs> Any nudity? Male. I don't usually, oh. I don't usually get them going. There, it, it, is a, it is a depraved movie. Like... Messed up. Now, why would you take her there? She wanted to see it. What's her favorite SEC team? That's from Alan Dadeville. Uh, I don't know if she has one. Oh, that means she didn't go to the, any SEC school. She did not. Guess she hates academics. Yep. Bingo. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Jackson, I need to take my wife out for a nice meal. If you're looking for a double date situation, we're really happy for you. Thanks. That's from Scott Sprinkle Balsack. Mm. Wow. Sounds like you're getting propositioned. And they're lovely people, so I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, but I think you guys have been married long enough. You guys can, you know, just go on a date. Well, wow. Jackson's declining. Maybe uh, you could drive over to the peninsula and they yeah. can make you some cornmeal. Bartek. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, did you get any swing vibes? That's from the Swinghaven board member. Yeah, did you bring that up, that you're polyamorous on the first date? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that didn't come up, you know, maybe second or third date, but that didn't come up. Did you wash your hands per Lisa Ann's recommendation? That's from Starfish Street. Mm. wasn't really, like... I didn't really have the opportunity because we had to wait to get a table, so I didn't. I like what Lisa Ann's saying, but the more I thought about it, there also is, like, an element of, like, why is he going to wash his, like, how dirty are his hands just driving here, you know? And plus, I don't want to, like, as soon as we sit down, be like, all right, I'm leaving for three minutes. I don't know. She might not be there when you got back. 
That was her recommendation. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Then everybody wash their hands. She well, probably she... doesn't know how to stay cool in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> she should listen to Pepper and Jeannie. Uh, Doug, you love Timmy the Tickler. You wish he was calling in. Weasel. Uh, he asks, what's her thoughts on pornography? It's from Timmy the Tickler. Didn't come up. Hmm. That's good. Feel like you left a putt out there? I'm sure, we'll, I mean. That's a second date. Yeah, right. What were you about to say there? I'm sure we'll get to it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, this is not. serious. If you think you're going to get to talking about pornography. Us, well, one based on the, your ex-hamster history, that's no, pretty, I love it. I wouldn't say that, but based on the film we saw, she's not, like, opposed to, <laughs> I mean, this was depraved. How bad was it? I, I, without spoiling it, I'll give one quick synopsis Ooh, of the scene. So Jacob Elordi, uh, Plowsy and uh, Iggy will know him from uh, Euphoria. Yeah. He's a taller gentleman. Mm. Uh, and then Barry Keoghan, if you saw Banshees of Sheeran, he's great in that. Uh, but he's kind of lusting after Jacob Elordi. Oh. And Jacob Elordi goes and takes a bath, mm. and he hammers on it in the bathtub. You, went, you took her to see a gay porn movie? <laughs> <laughs> And Looks like gay porn here. That's and what then, it sounds and like. Then, so he hammers on it in the bathtub, and then as he drains the bathtub and leaves, and then Barry Keoghan gets in the bathtub and starts slurping out the water. Yeah. And oh, diluted, God. Diluted uh, seed. Who's he in Euphoria, though? His dad uh, banged the transgender girl? I think. Mm. I can't remember yeah. exactly. He was also in, he played Elvis in the Sofia Coppola Priscilla movie. That's the best movie out right now? No, no, no. This was not, this, I, this would get bad on good or bad. It was a very empty movie. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It was How awesome would it be to be playing and hear what people watch out there? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, you can give your thoughts as many are choosing to do via the mm. EDF group text inbox. Want to support the sponsors? Well, support the text inbox sponsor here on TMA, and that is Engineer Design Facilities, Doug, heretofore known as the EDF group. And you can email them at support. Uh, a fire at the edfgroup.com. Engineer, design, facilities. Do you have a fire extinguisher for your work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at the edfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the edfgroup.com. The EDF group is high and will prevent your facility from having high fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com. That is the EDF Group, sponsor of our text inbox. Doug, who's our title sponsor? Brown and Crouppen, Tim. They're our title sponsor, and they are there to serve you if you have a potential personal injury case. They are a local law firm founded in 1979, so they've been here 44 years now serving the people of St. Louis, and they've grown into one of the largest personal injury firms in the Midwest. How have they done that? Well, because they give you a free evaluation and they work on a contingency basis, no upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid, and they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. Brown and Crouppen is proud to be a part of the community here. Got a new office down there on the hill. They value the uh, connections they've made here in St. Louis. They know their way around the, the local area. They know the other lawyers. They know the judges. They know how the local court system works. Much better to have a local firm in your corner than someone from out of town. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call 314-222-2222 or go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure you let them know you heard about it here on TMA. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results. 
and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. We are in our Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. And we suggest you do business with the wonderful people at Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. Just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. And you're working with Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast. And if you need to get your car serviced, Ryan Seiberg in the service department. I was at uh, an event on Saturday night and was recommending in a major way when the topic came up. I said, listen, this is not just because they advertise on the shows. This is because I've gotten to know these people and they will take great care of you. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Do so if you are looking for a new car, a pre-owned car to buy or to lease or to get your car serviced, even if you didn't get it from Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. Do business with them. You will never do business with somebody else again. That's what I think. 314-252-0029. 314-252-0029. Or go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, which comes your way at approximately 945. Only one design, air, heating, and cooling email today so far this month. And the JV Golf Coach shipped it. Send yours in the morning after at InsideSTL.com and get your furnace tuned up and checked out should it not be working by going to DesignAirService.com and work with Seth Goldcamp and his staff just like Doug and I do. We are both clients of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and they're online at DesignAirService.com. Fourth generation. And one of the practices at Design Air Heating and Cooling is to not upsell. So you got to get it fixed, fine, but they're not going to upsell. They build their business on earning your trust, and they know that they're going to be able to take great care of you, and they don't need to pull some trick like upselling you. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Work with Seth and his staff, and you will be incredibly pleased with the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and that is Design Air Heating and Cooling. Seth just DM me. I texted him this morning and uh, said, "I know, um, <clears throat> I know you just you probably don't do apartments, but I would I would rather pay you to come out and look at what's going on with my heater because it sounds like a uh, two days after I moved in, I turned the heat on and it sounded like there was a airplane going through my closet. Oh no! Oh no! So they came out and looked. This and, is the new place. Maybe they can move you into another place. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like maintenance came out and looked and he got it down to a helicopter buzz at least." And said I'd have to take it apart and take it to the shop, and it may take a week, and I don't know what's wrong. I said this is fine. It's just no, it now, isn't. Now it's back to an airplane sound. So have I just him take I just, it apart and get it done. I it's supposed to be warm this week. I just he said, well, he said I can take it apart, but I'm not sure if that'll fix it. So I just said hell with it. I just DM Seth and I said I'd rather pay you to come out and look at it than tell me I don't know if I can get anything done for you. So anyway, they I think they're gonna come out and look at it today. Huh. Design Air, another happy client. Ken Strode, so. add him to the list. Design Air, heating and cooling, official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, Colonel will be with us coming up at 9.05.
Uh, Doug, uh, I don't even know where to begin when we start talking college football here. Um, but I would like to take, at least from my perspective, because it was kind of – yesterday I was a, it wasn't in a great spot on this thing. Going into the weekend, I actually bet on all the favorites because I wanted to see chaos. Yeah. So I bet on – I had two different parlays going. I figured Washington, Oregon gets in no matter what. So then I bet all the money line on uh, who would it have been, Washington, Texas, Georgia, Florida State, and Michigan. And then I had Oregon, Texas, Georgia, Florida State, and Michigan. And actually, on one of those bets, four of the five hit. Um, but then as it played out, I found, you know what? I didn't really want chaos. And I'm not really sure why I've arrived at this uh, change of mindset. But I think it's because I love college football, um, perhaps more so than any other sport where I don't really have emotional investment in watching it. And I felt like yesterday was bad for this season, and I thought it might be bad as a precedent going forward. And I also, from a discussion standpoint, I feel like discussing this will be the equivalent to discussing religion or politics. Uh, people come in with their preconceived notions, and there's really no point in trying to explain why one feels the other way because uh, the bubble is already present, and there's there's no change that's going to come from the conversation. You either think Florida State should have been or Alabama should have been in, and, and that's kind of where 95%, I think, of the population falls on it. But I do want to make this observation because I don't think many people are familiar with this story. Uh, Doug, are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of mm. Jim Phillips? Jim Phillips. No, I don't think I know Jim Phillips. Uh, anybody know the name Jim Phillips? No? Was he, the, was he the pirate? Uh, yes, he was. Hank, Tom Hanks? He invented the screwdriver? Captain he was. And here's how the pirate from Captain Phillips ties into what took Half place. On it. You know who he is? No, I just... You I, just I, looked I, it up. Yeah. Jackson, do you know? Did you no. know before I asked? Nope. Uh, he is the commissioner of the Atlantic Coast Conference, which, of course, will soon to be the home of California and Stanford. Sure, as it should be. So here's a little story that I think is quite relevant to what took place. Because I would imagine most people saw yesterday after the final college football playoff rankings come out and they go, God, wouldn't that have been nice? I would think most people would think that. I don't know. I don't know why you would think otherwise, but maybe you really enjoy this four-team playoff for whatever reason. And the thing that I think a lot of people may not be aware of or have forgotten is that this actually was supposed to be the first year of the 12-team playoff. However... Something called the Alliance was formed. Does anybody remember the Alliance at no, all? No, no. The Alliance was formed amongst Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner, a gentleman by the name of, Doug, how do you pronounce George Klyavkov? Klyavkov? I, I usually just say George. Pac-12 commissioner who probably has his resume out there. Yeah. And Kevin Warren, who was the Big Ten commissioner. Former Rams executive. Former Rams executive with Dick Vermeil. You're right. And now the president of the Chicago Bears. But for four years, he worked in St. Louis with the Rams. And he was the commissioner of the Big Ten. And their response to Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC was to form the alliance to try to keep their real estate. And then Kevin Warren, 
I think, was rewarded by Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones as saying, this is our type of guy, because he forms the alliance with Jibby Phillips at the ACC. And, Doug, do you say George Klyavkov? I just say George. At the Pac-12, and they get together, and when this is put on the table to have the 12-team playoff for the 2023 season, they vote it down. And there's never really a great explanation given. They talk about too many games for the student athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really worried about the athletes. Of course. The ones making a million a year in the yeah. NIL. Uh, and so at this meeting that they had, uh, the commissioners from the other conferences were kind of like, we don't know what's going on outside of the vote was 8-3. to three, And guess who didn't vote for the advance of the college football playoff for the 2023 season? Jimmy Phillips. Jimmy Phillips. George was the commissioner name? who's very bad that Florida State, the ACC, didn't get in. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. And, of course, George, as you call him, and Kevin Warren. And then Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones see the work that Kevin Warren does. And go, this guy be perfect for us. Why? Because Kevin Warren, when he was commissioner of the Big Ten, shakes the hand of Jimmy Phillips and George and says, we'll form an alliance and we'll curtail this college playoff because we're going to stick together. And then here's what I'm going to do to you a little bit later. I'm going to get you real good with my fist. I'm going to oh. get the fist up there here at the ah. left of the Pac-12. And I'm going to get the fist up here for the ACC. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take USC and UCLA from my brothers in the alliance. And I'm going to bring them to the Big Ten. And I'm going to end the Pac-12. And then I'm going to send Cal and Stanford to you, Jimmy Phillips. And that's how I'm going to stick it to you. And then I'm going to wave goodbye as I go become the president mm-hmm. of the Chicago Bears. Oh, what a tangled web yeah. we weave. He hadn't done much for the Bears either, by the way. Nice little franchise. Matt Eberflus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what your thinking is in not wanting a playoff. Well, they were pissed and concerned that the SEC was going to swallow everybody up. And so this was their way to be indignant. And so now they denied that, of course. And you saw how strong the alliance was because, as I mentioned, Kevin Warren said, how about USC and UCLA and then Washington and Oregon? Mm -hmm. Come play with us because we kind of lack offense in the Big Ten West. Although I think Iowa just ran into some bad breaks on Saturday night. Officials cost him that game. Thank you. So, with that said, the alliance is the reason why the ACC isn't in the college football playoff. And Jimmy Phillips is sitting there going, hey... This is wrong, and I would agree. It was wrong that there was no college football playoff. And if there would have been this year, you would have had a hell of a lot different set of circumstances. Personally, I find it to be absurd that a team can go undefeated, and I don't care if it's an SEC team or otherwise. I also think if the SEC team would have been Ole Miss or Missouri, there probably wouldn't have been that much uh, consternation, but because it's Alabama, a team that seven days earlier needed fourth and 31, a team that won by three over Arkansas, a team that fought for its life against USF earlier in the year, uh, because it's Alabama, people go, yeah, you know what, deep down, I just would rather see Alabama than Florida State in there, and so we're going to put them in there, and then we will come up with whatever justification it is to go ahead and take away the objective, which is an undefeated team, versus the subjective, and say these are the four best teams. So personally, yesterday morning, I was texting with the colonel while I was at my son's skate, and he goes, who do you think it's going to be? And I said, honestly, I'm just disappointed in the whole thing. And you can make an argument for like four teams to get in there. And unfortunately, the the thing that sucks is that this should be a 12-team playoff this year, and none of this crap should be going on. And the alliance 
played a role in it being what it is this year, which is the final year of the four-team playoff, and fittingly so. Yeah, thankfully. It's that system that is so bad that they thought that they could put four teams together and, and always get the best team. I, that was so short-sighted. We've, we've mentioned several times all it, all it ever took was an, was an eight-team playoff where you have the five champions of the major conferences. There, so you have subjectively you could pick five conference champions. It, it would have maintained the importance of the conference championship games. And then you pick two wild-card teams. This year you could have picked up, I suppose, Georgia and Ohio State maybe. And then maybe the highest-rated FBS team so that every team in the country has a chance. And I don't know how many people could have had problems with that. Do they have a, uh, a formula next year, or is it the conference champions and the a committee picks the other seven? It'll be the four conference champions from what now will be the power four. All right. and then So those will be the top four seeds. And there's a committee that picks the other eight? Or is there a... Uh, uh, the committee will pick the other seven and the highest-ranked group of five team. So this year, the 12 seed would not have been, I think it's Oklahoma who's 12 or 13, LSU's 12 or 13, one or the other. They wouldn't have gotten in. Liberty would have taken on Florida State. And by the way, if Florida State is not number three based on being undefeated, how is Florida State, if it's ranked on the best teams ahead of Georgia? That's fascinating to me because it doesn't really matter. This was just to get Alabama in. And they play each other, I think, so. Well, find that out. welcome to bowl season. Yeah, you'll have, cares. Yeah, well, I don't want to say nobody cares, but you won't have the exact same team you would have had if it was the college football playoff. Speaking of which, uh, Ohio State's quarterback for Missouri's matchup in the Cotton Bowl has announced he has entered the transfer portal. Doug, <laughs> Kyle McCord will oh, not be participating in the Cotton Bowl, and I would imagine there will be many more to follow. Yeah, well, with Ohio State, I'm sure... Their two receivers won't play. They're probably their two edge rushers won't play. All four. Maserati Marv. Mm. All four of them are going in the first round, probably. So. Yeah. If you're going to be a high pick, why in the world would you play? Yeah, and I think Ohio State's about to open the bag for a Cam Ward transfer. So I think Kyle McCord probably didn't maybe want to transfer, but probably knew that was his only way to play. Yeah. Well, there's so many firsts that happened in this this year. No team has ever moved from six into the playoffs. Alabama and Texas have done did that. No team has ever been undefeated and not gotten to the playoffs. That happened. A team has never been number one going into the conference championship, lost and been knocked out of the top four. That's never happened. That happened. So a lot of first. ESPN, I'll give them credit, painted this picture three weeks in advance. They wanted Alabama. They needed an SEC team. They kind of knew Alabama had a chance against Georgia. And so they pushed this narrative about Florida State being below average to average, and that's how this happened. It, like this is, and now they're like apologizing to Florida State. Man, we we hope Florida State gets back there. Mm-hmm. You know, ESPN analysts like it's a joke. This is all pre-planned. Alabama has no business being in there. Sorry, yeah. they don't. They just absolutely do not. And what but is your uh, reasoning, sir? Because they lost, and Florida State didn't lose. And I'm so sick of the numbers game. It's absolutely Florida State should be number four. I mean, Alabama played Texas and lost. They barely beat USF. They had a last-second Hail Mary to beat a below-average Auburn team. Alabama is not this super house, superstar team that it was four or five years. Like, this is not a good or a great Alabama team. It's a good Alabama team. But they had just as many close calls as Florida State did with their third-string quarterback. I I don't get what the hype is. 
They beat a really good Georgia team, but Saban is notorious in these SEC championship games. I just think Florida State deserved it. They played LSU and Florida out of conference. What more can they do? It's not their fault the ACC is ass. Just not their fault. To me, the so idea that you, that you could go undefeated and be deemed not worthy because one of your players got hurt, that's, just a, that's outrageous. Makes zero sense. Zero. How do you know the backup's not going to be better? I mean, the Rams won a Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Well, it's a slap in the face. They went on defense instead of offense. Who cares? They have, an, they have one of the best defenses in college football seen in the last 15 yeah, years. Still, who is but it, it doesn't matter. Who is it for a bunch of committee members to decide, well, that player got hurt, therefore we're, we're discounting your perfect record? I'm concerned going forward, and that's why I was making reference to the disappointment of Yesterday, and I have no vested interest. I mean, you know, I mean, if, if, hey, I'll be the first one to say it. If Alabama and Florida State were to play and I just get money line and it's even money, I'm taking Alabama all day long at this particular moment. With that said, I would have taken Oregon, again, even money on Friday night. I don't know on the Georgia thing. I probably would have taken Georgia money line. You know, I mean, there are surprises, and that's, as they say, very cliche, why the games are played. But I just, an undefeated Power 5 team, and I, and they got burned, Florida State got burned so many times, they got burned by their stupid-ass commissioner in the alliance, but then as far as games on the field, by the fact that LSU had a quote-unquote down year for them, uh, by Kentucky beating Louisville, as weird as that is, that hurt them. And more so than anything, by Jordan Travis getting hurt. But Jordan Travis had nothing to do with their top 10 defense. I suppose also by Clemson not being uh, great this year. But they did win at Clemson. Not a lot of teams go into Clemson. Uh, say what you want about Dabo Swinney and his perspective on NIL and the portal. But, you know, not many teams go in the Death Valley and, and win there. And I'm not, I, listen, I could, I could argue, and I'd like to think, win a debate if I took Florida State. And I could argue if I'd like to take Alabama. It doesn't, that's the thing. There is no right answer. And then it's like if we wanted to argue politics or religion, it's just like, it does, it, 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 that's the thing. But what concerns me is that what you will have going forward is any team that has a team that's in the mix to be one of those 12 teams, when they see one of their key players get hurt in late November, will go, oh my God, are we going to be out? Because this will be used as a precedent going forward. And I hate that. I absolutely hate that. You're undefeated. You do everything that's asked of you. You get in. And that's how I view it. If you're a Power 5 team, that's how I view it. And so I'm I'm very, again, disappointed sounds probably too strong. But I just was down about the whole thing yesterday. It's I wonder hard. what would have happened if, sorry, Doug, if <clears throat> Florida State kind of, if they would have known, okay, this is one of the, it's in the writing, you know, talking about if a player's hurt and blah, blah, blah. If when he got hurt, Florida State said, it's just a minor sprain. He's going to miss the rest of the season. He'll be ready for the bowl game. If it had said that, I like that what does play. the committee do? His you foot know? was facing the other direction. It would have been tough. To... <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but they didn't he's know that. Quick healer. He said, you know, it's not as bad as we thought. It looked gruesome on the field, but it's not as bad as we thought. He should be ready for a bowl game. Now what does the committee do? Well, they say he's going to be ready for the bowl game, and then he's not ready for the bowl game. Yeah. You should. You should lie. Yeah, if you knew it, that was going to happen, why not? If it was like a non-contact injury, maybe. But his foot was legitimately bent the other direction. Like, there's no explaining away from well, he's that. Bend it back. Well, bend so it back is, the right way. So was Pacheco's last night. He came back in the game. It's hard to imagine going forward that if you got 12 teams in, that you wouldn't have gotten all the deserving teams at this point. There could still be a one-loss team out there, I suppose, a two-loss team. 
that's going to complain. But it's hard to imagine if you've got 12 that you don't have at least most of the, if not all of the worthy team. Well, you'll find 13 will be pissed off. How do you think? You, you, that, will, that will happen, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but, but it's a different set of circumstances. You have an undefeated conference champion from the Power Five not in. And it's... And the other thing is, if if this were going to continue, you go, okay, you can use this to now get a new system. It just happens that this is the last year, so there's really nothing good that comes from it unless you are an Alabama fan. And again, I, I'm looking forward to watching Alabama play Michigan. No way. I'm kind of it's a shame that they're playing each other in the semifinals because I'd like to see them play in the championship game, but whatever. Um, I could see any of these four teams winning it. Uh, and, and I, and I would have been very surprised if Florida State would have won it. By the way, yeah. so it's not like I'm. Saw so RG three tried to argue this, and then somebody turned it on him. I think it might have been Dan Mullen. I don't recall. No, it's uh, Travis. I can't recall what his name is on early mornings. Travis Ford. No, it wasn't Travis Ford. He's got other things to focus on. Yeah, him. Uh, <laughs> it was, and said, "So you think uh, Florida State would beat Alabama?" And he goes, "Yes," because he was kind of backed into a car. You think they beat Georgia? Yes. And the guy goes, "Okay," because <laughs> he's like, "I see what you're doing," and it's like, oh, "There's no point." And that's the thing. About about this argument. And I'm like, okay, now we got to go in and do a show and people be worked up on. And it's like, we haven't talked politics on the show for a few years. We rarely ever talk religion. And I'm like, okay, we're going to talk the equivalent of politics and religion because people come to the table with their own set of ideas. And they're certainly not necessarily looking to hear the other side on it. And, and that's why, and I listen, I, that's why I say, I could argue Florida state. I could argue Alabama. I could argue Georgia. Georgia went from number one to number six. So Florida state's better than Georgia, but they're not better than Alabama. It's an amazing phenomenon that, that in these these final rankings. You know, who really wanted Florida State in. Bobby Bowden. Harbaugh. Oh. I guarantee you're sitting there going, "Come on, Florida State, be number four, be number four, be number four. Damn it, Alabama. Yeah, the uh, video of the ra- reaction in the Michigan room was certainly understated when they announced that it would be Alabama. Uh, I think a lot of that actually was they just wanted to see the SEC left out. If you're in the Big Ten, I think that was part of it. But sure, I'm sure they would have rather played Florida State as Florida State is right now. Yeah. If you would have said Alabama doesn't have Milrow, you would have a different perspective on Alabama. And I also think the SEC, and I'm obviously as a Missouri guy, an SEC fan, but I still have an obligation to tell you what I think. And I think the SEC thing comes into play here. That you can't have an SEC team not in the college football playoff and have a quote-unquote legitimate playoff. Would you be, if this was the new system, say this was next year and he had all the same teams where they are, would you have been sweating to see if Mizzou made the top 12? Um, probably not, honestly, but I certainly would have cared a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I know, but do you, would you have been, God, are they going to get left out? I mean, there were like no, nine. The re- and... Because the teams behind them weren't playing. Ole Miss, Penn State, Oklahoma, they weren't playing. So it, it just, the 2007 Orange Bowl thing, which I think some Missouri fans, you know, still aren't over, uh, was a totally different set of circumstances than, than what this, thing is so i just don't view it through that lens i per i personally wouldn't have but i certainly would have been watching that show a hell of a lot more intensely yeah i mean the reality unfortunately is and it's great i'm excited that missouri's playing ohio state because certainly liberty or smu was in play but they're not really playing ohio state you know what i mean mm-hmm. i assume and on the off chance people don't know what i mean you're not going to face probably not going to face marvin harrison jr uh you're not going to face yeah, well, you're now not going to face their quarterback. He's already going to the portal. You're not going to face that defense as a whole that was the same defense that played at Ann Arbor nine days ago. So it just isn't 
It isn't the same thing. But what it would have been would have been Missouri going to Eugene, Oregon. And I don't think you're going to see Bo Nix play against Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl if I had to bet. Uh, and But I guarantee you, Bo Nix would have been playing for Oregon. Missouri going to Oregon, a team that I absolutely – I think Missouri can play with anybody. And you would have seen them go heads up. I mean, holy crap. Or if somehow Missouri would have passed Oregon, Oregon would have been coming to Columbia, Missouri this weekend. But the alliance had to get together. And then Kevin Warren goes, you know what I'll do? I'll take USC and UCLA. And then I'll take Washington and Oregon. How's our alliance now, boys? Jimmy Phillips. And then Jim Phillips issues the statement yesterday about how that was so wrong. And, hey, I don't disagree with him there. Your alliance was also wrong because your alliance is what brought us this system for one last year. And the system is flawed. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so many scenarios. And, and the four best teams, I think, are Michigan, Washington, Alabama, and Georgia. I think those are the four best teams right now. But you can't leave Texas out because they beat Alabama. So if you put Alabama in, you can't put Georgia in over Texas. Texas looked awfully good. In yeah, they did. Big Alabama time. doesn't if you look, look as, that good. I'm if you look sorry, at strength of schedule, Alabama doesn't look good. I don't think they Georgia. look that good. Wow. They I mean, can't stop Milroy, the quarterback, Milroy. Milroy. They can't yeah, stop him. Again, you you talk about how many things. No, Bo Nix is good, playing good for him. You nitpick every team about why Florida State shouldn't be there or Georgia can't be there. They're locked out. Like, but Alabama almost lost to USF. But they they almost lose. lost to Auburn. No, I'm, I'm just – but Florida State didn't lose any games, and you're, people are nitpicking while they're quarterback. Sure, because they're quarterback. they go into the discussion with a bias to get the teams that they want in there, and a lot of that is based on brand names. Plowhawk, you and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. It gets into brand names, a perception about a team based on what that team has done over the last decade or two, and that is – I think, an inherent element of the conversation, which I am certain I am guilty of as a college football fan. You have a perception a team is one thing based on what that team has done in the past, but the past is not relevant to the the present. But that's what plays a role in getting teams in. I think if the shoe were on the other foot, I think Alabama would have found its way in if Milrow would have gotten hurt. I just do. If it was an undefeated Alabama team and Milrow got hurt, I just think that that's what it would have been convenient to set it up. I don't know who said it. ESPN started setting this up a couple weeks ago. They did. Was that you, Plowhawk? Somebody said that on the show. I don't recall who. Yeah. What if I would have had one loss and you decided they're at number five? Do you put them in? No, they can't score. We're not putting them in. They're terrible on offense. It's the same thing. I suppose they would have been left out. I think had they beaten Michigan. But I don't I get think the... they would have been left out. Well, the... they were like 16. They weren't getting. But I'm just saying if they would have been like. One loss, and they had been at five, and they beat Michigan. They'd go in three to nothing. They got the worst offense in the history of football. I mean, if they can't get two points in a first half, of course, they had the overline. Cry more, stoner. Oh. Alabama deserves to be there, and they will win, and then you will cry more. That's from Jenny Talia. Doug, a girl is mad about. All right, I just don't think they deserve to be in there. And if Florida State is so bad from the eye test, why are they ranked ahead of Georgia? Like, if they <laughs> well, like, no, what I'm saying, I'm, well, I'm, no, I, I'm I, I agree, I agree like, with you 100 percent on that. Like, it's, that's it's, so it's weird a, that if you think Georgia can beat Florida State, which most likely the Florida committee State probably does, needs to be three or like seven. Yeah, it, that's it, the it, thing. But it doesn't. It, it's how are they five? That's the thing. We're not arguing about anything with objectivity. We're arguing about subjectivity, which is why, candidly, it kind of bores me because you get the dumbs. In. 
And I just don't really, it's just, it's, it's, because you can argue either side. There's no such thing as deserve. Because now we're arguing about, based on subjectivity, deserving. You know how you deserve? You win. That's how you get to deserve. And Florida State did. I don't give a damn. Personally, I'm more excited to watch Alabama play Michigan than Florida State play Michigan. I think that's what they they think, too. (laughs) Who wants to watch Florida State with a third-string quarterback play Michigan? We don't. It was either going to be Alabama or Georgia. Florida State was never getting in. I mean, either going to they're not going to drop Georgia from one to five, so we got to put Georgia. They're not going to put it. You're not going to have where there's not an SEC team in there. So you either put the SEC champion in there, or you drop Georgia to four, and they're still in, and Alabama doesn't get in. But Florida State was never getting in. Well, that that's what that that. that. Uh, I would say if Georgia would have beaten Alabama, Florida State gets in. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, if they would have won. But I'm just saying if if well, yeah if. It was either going to be if Georgia, Georgia. They couldn't put either... Tex- They couldn't put Alabama in without putting Texas in, and so that non-conference game is what really put them in a spot. Do you agree with you guys? You see where oh, I'm coming a from? Oh, million percent. Mm-hmm. I would have yeah. been. It'd been crazy yeah, to put Alabama in. Yeah, but if Georgia, just the outcome of the game, either Georgia was going to drop from one to four and stay in, or Alabama was going to get in. If Georgia wins, yeah, Florida State's probably in, um, because then you have Washington, Michigan, Georgia. I mean, who are you going to put in? Alabama just lost. Texas is in. No, no, well, now you have five teams. Yeah, so if I said Florida State was never going to get in, whether Georgia won or not. I disagree with you. You think they get in if Georgia wins? If Georgia wins, it would have been... And tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing something here. It's not like I'm, you know, infallible. Georgia is one. I think we agree with that. Do we agree with that? Jackson, please feel free Mm -hmm. to chime in. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, undefeated, in. Washington, in. And then Florida State. I still think they put Texas in. Uh, I don't think so. For winning the uh, I mean, obviously, Big Twelve I mean, again, it's one of those things we can argue because yeah. we don't know. But I, I, what do you think they would have done, Jackson? I think Texas and Bama were attached to the hip. If yes. one's going in, the other's going and in. And that, that was the core issue. Yeah, and so. That was the core issue. Yeah, I said it last week on the show. Like, if Bama beats Georgia, then chaos is created because exactly. you have this, like, Mexican standoff between Georgia, Alabama, and Texas where – Alabama beat Georgia, and that's their claim. But Georgia's a superstar. But Texas beat Bama, so technically they kind of beat them right. both. And it's like you kind of had to have one with it or the other. I don't know if the I, I if I had to bet, I would say the committee would have put Florida State in had Georgia won. But yes. I could still see them sliding Texas in at four. I do them. not see them doing that. But again, we will never know. Right. But that's then you would have had one team on the outside looking in, and Texas. Uh, you know, being a, a powerful one-loss team. But I think you probably would have heard a lot about how Texas dodged bullets against TCU and against Kansas State. I mean, the reality is Texas, I guess, I don't know. I mean, you could certainly make a case for Georgia. They lost by three points to Alabama. But uh, Texas lost because Dylan Gabriel, who I believe, I don't know, he's been hurt for Oklahoma, uh, was able to lead a, a drive down the field and uh, at the Cotton Bowl and in the uh, Red River shootout. Otherwise, that's an undefeated team as well, but with a lot of near misses, just like Washington has a bunch of near misses. I mean, Washington would have had, I think, the worst loss of the year had it not been for an odd decision by the Arizona State coach to go for it on fourth down. They were losing, like, with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter at home to Arizona State and had a few near misses along the way themselves. But to their credit, they won the games. They won the games against a bunch of good teams. So... I just, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm more disappointed for a precedent that I think could be set for the future, which is a player gets hurt and what that does to a, a team, uh, even if they win games. Because Florida State wasn't just winning. This wasn't like Jaden Daniels in, in the sense that 
LSU was Jaden Daniels goes as far, you know, that team goes as far as Jaden Daniels goes. Jordan Travis, a great player, by the way. It wasn't, that's not a shot at Jordan. They have a top 10 defense. LSU doesn't have a top 10 defense. And, you know, you go undefeated and you don't get in. I think that's a shame. But, and then, and then if they get worked over by Georgia, it's like, oh, see, they shouldn't have been there, but it's not the same thing. <laughs> These yeah. bowl games are not, you know, and I love Missouri beating Ohio State, but I also know deep down this isn't the same Ohio State team that, that played at Michigan nine days ago. No, that's what I'd like to see him play. Now that we know Bo Nix is going to play, I'd love to see him play Oregon. I mean, I think that'd been fun. I'm just afraid Alabama's going to win the whole thing. Oh, you don't like that. The more I root against them, the more the better they play. I could see any of those four teams winning. Yeah. And I don't know if I've necessarily felt that way going into this thing too often or ever before. I don't know. Yeah, Washington's kind of like the uh, the team you like don't know as much about, but if they played like they did on Friday night against Oregon, they can beat anybody, man. They played. That was a ballsy game they played. And Penix has been kind of so so the last four. So five you were games watching the game while you're on your date. It was on. I, I wouldn't say I was watching it, but I, I I'd certainly well, you had just, it. You just gave me a take. Were you distracted? I had eyeballs on it, and I watched the recap of it afterwards. Because I didn't, cause all wow. the, the watching cli- film. Well, the climactic stuff happened while I was in the, the picture house, so I wanted to see Oh, it. dog. Don't, don't you ever say picture house again. <laughs> don't just, you I, ever say that. I wanted to see. Don't consider that a fireable offense. Were you watching on your phone? No. <laughs> picture no. house. No. No, there's, there's, unless like Missouri was playing, but then I would have scheduled a day a different day. If Missouri was playing like a massive game, I wouldn't. That's the only reason I never mind. So you went to see this hideous movie of, about a guy slurping bath water instead of the big college football yeah, games. At the picture house. Yeah, yeah. It would have been great if like, you know, Michigan could have played Iowa on Friday night, so I wouldn't have to miss a good game like that. But that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, Tim, Florida State's ahead of Georgia because the selection show would have been anticlimactic once they announced Florida State was number six. I actually think that's the exact reason. <laughs> I am in total agreement. I'm just saying, like, you can't. You, but again, in the whole scheme of things, I guess it doesn't matter. But are you really telling me that you know that you think that Florida State's five and Georgia's six based yeah. on a three points loss on a neutral field for Georgia to Alabama, or whatever? Watch this, Doug. Norm Stewart. Just throw your hands up. <laughs> I'm not sure what four they could have picked where the majority of the country would have all said, yeah, I think they got it right. Yeah, they were in a spot, which was their own creation, Mm i.e. the alliances, because this didn't have to be this way. The other thing about it is this is one of the only years where I feel like a 12-team playoff would have been wonderful. Plenty of years I go, well, these two teams are clearly the best teams. Um, I think I felt that way, actually, about Georgia and Michigan last year. Of course, it didn't wind up working out that way, which is why you play the games. But... uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I think there's also a, a feeling amongst the people, the higher-ups in college football, that these semifinals, or in the case of last year, the championship game, they have a blowout out of one of the three games, or at least two of the three games. Usually they're in the semifinals. And so it was, well, do we put in deserving or do we put in best? But the best is based on prejudice of what you think of a program and not necessarily what that team is in that particular year. And I think the portal and NIL has actually created parody that a lot of these brand names of the last couple of decades are now, I don't know if they're brought down or some of the new money, so to speak, is brought up. But either way, I think there's more parody. And so you're going to be fighting the ghosts of the past based on 
brand recognition versus what they're actually doing on the field. It's amazing. Well, look at it. I mean, Florida State, they had to fight off Florida in the swamp, and they had to fight off, even though they won by 10, Louisville in the ACC championship. And, and it's like, well, we're, not, we're not going to talk about the fourth and 31 play for Alabama. God bless them for doing it. But, I mean, they had to fight off a team that lost by 20-plus points to New Mexico State the week earlier. If we're going to do this, that's why I'm saying you can argue whichever way that you want. Yeah, their only problem is just the the rules they had in there. Where you, here's our criteria, and they put the criteria in there. And when it's the end, last one talks about a player hurt, and, uh, and Bill Hancock even said we don't even think about most deserving. That never comes into play. It's best team, not most deserving. If they just made the stipulation, so you, you have to, you have to win your conference to get in. Yeah, those are the just kind of stipulations that. you should use. But they, but I mean, you've had a national champion not win its conference, and, well, well, it's and, po- and sure, and, it's possible. And but, then, win, and, yeah, okay. So then, what do you but do? It's it's possible that a that a non conference non conference champion could win this year. Sure, but to make it somewhat subjective, you just say you Subject, have to win your conference. You objective, I assume. objective. You, yeah. you have to. Win your conference to get in. Okay, well then, and then Florida State gets in and Alabama doesn't. So you know uh, that wouldn't happen because either the SEC or Big Ten would go. Well, we sometimes will have two teams in, and they have multiple times. When you talk about the SEC, and obviously last year Ohio State. But and, but I don't think Michigan. there's anything that gives them that that right to always have to have a team. Fight it, and that's why you got into these things where you had this quote unquote. Well, it wasn't quote unquote. They called themselves the Alliance, which was really weird. But that's how it happened. And they still have four conference champions in this year. That's the other thing, too. Is so you have five conferences and only four spots. You just have one undefeated conference champion on right, the outside right. looking in. There's no consistency, Mr. Tim. Nothing matters. There are no precedents, no rules. It's just an ass-grabbing festival. Oh. It's from Brian Hedge. Doug, did you notice any ass-grabbing yesterday? I, I didn't see any. They were uh, they were laughing at Booger McFarland yesterday on on the set. And I, Joey Galloway had a wry, condescending yeah. smile. Yeah, you notice that? I didn't like that at all. Like, dude, oh, I, 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 I figured that was kind of something only I know and he kind of and he kind of covered himself going but I understand where you're coming from yeah, yeah it was you really condescending kinda, I'm yeah. like and Booger made a good point right here's Bo- here's what Booger track. McFarlane was saying on the ESPN set yesterday to, to, to me this this is a travesty to the sport because we go out there on the field and we play the game and regardless of whether it looks good at the quarterback position regardless whether we win with offense whether we win with defense the name of the game is to win and that's a reason never before has this not been done Winning a Power Five conference, going undefeated, and not getting into the playoff. So I, I understand we want to look at style points and who are we going to get for the best matchups. But that's not what this is about. This is about understanding to get the four best teams. One team has a loss, and that's Alabama. One team doesn't in Florida State. And the fact that this committee could take a Power Five conference champion that's undefeated. Those kids have went out there and busted their behind and not get into the playoff based on the eye test. Mind you, this is the same Alabama team who needed a prayer in Jordan Hare to beat an Auburn team that lost to New Mexico exactly. State. So that's really what has me bothered right now. I love the take. You can't argue with them. And also, don't forget, the ACC had a winning record against the SEC this year, by the way. So you could talk about how ass the ACC is. Not Florida State's fault. They actually scheduled Florida, and they scheduled LSU. LSU was a neutral site game. So they did everything on the like that they were supposed to do. It's not their fault. The bottom half of the ACC is absolute garbage. But the ACC had a winning record against the SEC. So you can talk about conference and how trash it is. Trash it up all you want. But they beat the SEC more than they did in this season. Well, what so ACC that, teams beat what a SEC team? Okay, you're, you're just making my point right now. No, well, what, what like if, every no. team, every conference no, has a Clemson, bottom feeder. What if Clemson beat ter- Vanderbilt? 
Iggy, they're going to be bad teams in both conferences. That's my exact point. You talk, everybody talked about how trash the ACC is. Not really, because they had a winning record against the SEC. And I think Booger made a great statement. Well, yeah, you can agree with him. And then you can also go to the other point. You think Alabama right now is better than Florida State? And the answer is yes. So you can argue that point, too. You also argue Florida State had the 55th strength of schedule. And, and I'm it, not saying that's their fault. They scheduled LSU in Florida. Again, there's nothing Florida State yeah, The ACC done is not good. And, and I'm tired of thinking, like, the 55th is, like, 180th. Like, well, it's the 55th not, and very decent. Compared to three for Alabama. So, yeah, it's a little bit well, of a difference. They play in, like— They play in the SEC. Plowboy, that means nothing. ACC record versus SEC is stupid. Okay. Total straw man BS. Doug, that's a oh. big old fan. Is he going to call in today? But you're, dra- oh, you're dragging one conference and hyping up another conference, and I think that's justified to talk about head-to-head record this season, and the ACC had the upper hand. Straw man it up all you want, but you can't drag a conference and have this stat and say, oh, that doesn't matter. Well, Alabama because it definitely does. They went undefeated. What's up? Alabama's in the SEC. They went undefeated. No, they lost the game. They lost to Texas, was it in the eighth SEC? Yes, but so they, they lost the game. I'll tell you who's undefeated. In their own Florida conference. State's undefeated. They didn't lose to anybody. They, I mean, they, they beat LSU week one. Well, I'm just saying you're talking SEC versus ACC. It's not even close. Well, it is. I, I, I agree. The ACC looked like they had the upper hand this season. No way. Head to head. Well, you can't say that the ACC is a better conference. Straw man it up all you want. People are pulling straw man to get Alabama and Florida State no, out. Doubt. Like, they're throwing I mean, out stats out the ass. Oh, well, look at them post tro Oh, Jordan Travis. Well, look at what the ACC has done. They're not absolute ass. They are the worst of the five major conferences this year. And they're, I don't know how you could debate that. I'm not saying, again, like Florida State couldn't do anything better. They went undefeated. But 55th strength of schedule, three of the college football playoff teams have a top 10 strength of schedule. I hope Alabama gets absolute housed by Michigan. <laughs> so we can just shut up <laughs> about won't. Alabama. They, you know they won't. They won't, but... I mean, they'll lose. They're not going to get half by anybody. I think Nick Saban's only lost in the semifinal one time. I could be off the mark on it. And again, this isn't like a hundred-year playoff. It's a decade old. But I think he lost one time. That dude with with time to prepare. Yeah. And you just knew. That's what we were talking about last week. I'm like, this thing that they they barely beat Auburn, and it just sets up perfectly for them to go and beat Georgia. Telling you, Alabama plus five or five and a half, whatever it kicked off at. And I didn't necessarily think Washington was going to beat Oregon. I'm just like, God, they're ten point underdog. What in the hell is going on? Uh, the SEC is extremely top heavy. How many of the top half teams lost to the ACC? That's from Brian Henschen. Uh, Doug, how many of the top half? I don't have that right in front of me. I don't know. It sounds like we're getting to MIT baseball nerdum at this point. No. Oh. I just don't know what else Florida State could have done. They can't do anything more. And so playing good teams out of conference makes zero sense. He's going to have an aneurysm on your air. Go smoke a joint and enjoy the view when Nick Saban lists the CFP trophy again. That's from Jenny Doyle. I'm perfectly calm. Like, I just think it's it was a snub. But you saw it coming, too. Like, I wasn't shocked that Alabama was at four. I just think it's. Kind of a joke. Kentucky beat Louisville. That's from the 217. Mm. Okay. Isn't Missouri looking at Kentucky like it's a good win? So now we're bashing Kentucky <laughs> when it's like doesn't fit Missouri the narrative for Missouri. Here. Like it was a good win and oh, now Louisville sucks. Good luck to the team that two weeks ago we were hyping that's up bad. as a ranked team. Yeah, the pit, one, of the, the pit year. one's rough. The pit one, you cannot. That's like, that is a scarlet letter. Jackson, after the bathtub water slurping movie at the picture house, did you go out for ice cream and snick snacks? No, it was midnight. Plausy, by the way, three of the uh, wins for the 
ACC, one was against uh, Vanderbilt, two were against South Carolina. And then Texas A&M. No, I, I so get it. So there were terrible were, teams. That, but who won? ACC opponents, am but, I correct? Look at the teams they, they beat, though. Yeah, but like the You can't the say ACC the ACC is better than the You can't say the ACC is better than the SEC. It's just plain and simple. Those are stats that, like, you can't deny. They're stats, but I don't know if they're germane to the conversation. You're dragging, you're like, the SEC supporters are literally dragging their own conference and talking about their dead ass weight a team. That's why the eight, <laughs> like, I don't get this. So, like, the SEC is good, but not good, but it doesn't matter that the bad teams are getting beaten by the ACC because the ACC still sucks. What is the actual argument? Because I, I, I'm confused. The ACC was competitive with the SEC. So, I, I'm sorry. That, that's just, those are, again, stats. But then what does it have to do with Florida State? Because they're in the ACC and they haven't lost a game right, well, this Alabama's year. Alabama's in the SEC and they got a much better conference. They went undefeated in the SEC. They have a strength of schedule three. Florida State's is 55. What does that tell you? I actually don't know what it tells me. <laughs> it tells you the, the ACC is not very good. That are you're playing most of your games in the ACC. That can't be your whole and argument because not my like whole I just argument. said I, I trumped it by saying the ACC has a winning record. <laughs> like, and then like your argument to that is talk about how bad some of the SEC teams are. I just don't. What the argument that the, your conference yeah, the is two, good? That two, two teams are good. The two three worst teams are good, and the, nine teams the, are terrible. The, two of the worst what teams in the SEC got three of the wins for the ACC. It's not like uh, every you know Alabama lost and they beat Mississippi and they beat LSU, although Florida State did. You're not talking about you know Georgias of the world. You're talking about South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. But the ACC's got some good teams. Florida State, yeah, they do. Louisville, NC State, Duke is good this year. Clemson, Miami. Oh, oh that's an some, ass conference, Doug. Yeah, how many? Yeah, but they don't. How many but, are in the top 25, Doug? Yeah, I mean, two. Three. Well, there again, that's subjective for the most part. But it is the way that we judge these things. But I mean, those aren't those aren't bad teams. No, they're not. It's not like saying that the conference. They didn't is play worthless. NC State. They didn't play NC State this year. They played Clemson, who's having a down year. They 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 beat Louisville, but again, Louisville has losses to Kentucky. Alabama almost lost to USF, day. and That's I mean, last second hail mary to Auburn. But again, we diminish, like we dismiss those things. But when it comes to like Florida State or the ACC, you, you know, people are poking and prodding at every little nitpicky thing. But like. Alabama could have easily had three or four losses this year. And I, I don't understand how much better they are than Florida State. It's simple is that they don't have a quarterback. That's why they're not in. If you their quarterback was healthy and they're defense. undefeated, they're in the playoffs. It's simple as that. Well, we all have stories. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were going to respond. I let it breathe. Oh, no, you're good. Doug, the BCS, remember the BCS? They had a computer. Right. Uh, what do you think the BCS's uh, top six is? Would you like oh, to guess? With this? Again, this is the computer that used to give us, yeah. not the committee, with, is it Boo Weekly? Boo Radley. Boo Radley. Kill a Mockingbird. That machine's still around? Uh, it's, it's just data, so you can enter that in and then yeah. get the uh, BCS formula. Top six, uh, Michigan. You are correct. Number one. Yes. Uh, probably, oh, probably Washington. That two. is correct. Wow, you're like a computer yourself. Yeah. Number three, uh, uh, Florida State. No, I'm sorry. Number three, uh, Georgia. No, I'm sorry. Number three, Texas. No, I'm sorry. 
Number three, Alabama. That's correct. Okay. Well, you are like a computer. Yeah, not really. Okay, then Florida State. That's correct. Okay, and then Georgia. Uh, nope, then Texas. In Texas and Georgia. That's correct. Okay. See, the computer, the, the data they put in, I don't think they use the, is somebody hurt on your team? Garbage in, garbage out. Well, it shouldn't be as somebody hurt on your team. That logic makes yeah, zero horrible. sense. They haven't lost They've without Jordan guys Travis. Hurt. They haven't lost without him. They yeah. won. I, I'm just, I, I'm sorry. I'm just blown away okay, by that for logic. That you have to Saturday. implement somebody being hurt as a, it just, it's bad. It's bad. And I agree that, you know, you shouldn't, you know, I agree with Booker that you shouldn't just poo-poo defense. They got one of the top well, they did. defenses in the, well, I'm just saying they shouldn't. But their quarterback threw for 55 yards. Isn't that good? Well, doesn't matter if you win the game. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, they didn't. They haven't lost with their backup or third string quarterback. I'm just mm-hmm. confused by. Like we're doing eye tests now. Then like if that's the case, then Florida State should be 13th in the country, right? Well, like, it is eye test. One of their one of their criteria is. It only is for the top four, team. and then not, after that, it not doesn't most matter. Most deserving is best team, and if you look at it, Alabama is a better team than Florida State right now. Their criteria was something like the criteria for whether the Rams could move. Or the last thing, <laughs> whatever we think is best, is what we're going to do. Last week, the colonel, who will join us at 9.05, said, I'm operating on up the premise, and then I agreed with him, that there are three teams, and then there is a gap with everybody else. You know who those three teams were, Doug, a, a week ago? A week ago, the three teams would have been Georgia, uh, Michigan, and Washington. The, no, Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon, and Oregon. who was a 10-point oh. favorite at kickoff. Okay. And now you see how things change. Why? Because they played. But, you know, that, that, and that's why I'm just like, this is subjective. Uh, I don't want to say I was dreading today's show, but I just kind of knew what it was going to be. And that's why I thought I'd take a different line on it to present that Jimmy Phillips, commissioner of the ACC, could have had Florida State in, but he formed an alliance with Kevin Warren and the guy you called George out at the Pac-12, right. who's going to be working in HD2. Uh, and uh, and then Kevin Warren said, great alliance. I shall take USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon, and you get Cal and Stanford. George, you're out of work. Jim, you're out of the college football playoff, and I'm going to go become the president of the Chicago Bears. Thank you for the alliance. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to focus on today because none of this had to happen, and instead we could be getting ready for Missouri heading to Eugene, Oregon, to take on the Ducks and Ohio State, I would imagine, wouldn't have had uh, a bunch of players opting out if they were going to take on. Who would they have been playing? Jackson? Ohio State would have been playing, not Penn State, probably. Penn uh, State would have been playing Ole Miss, I think. I think they would have been ended up playing Georgia, I think. Is that right? I, I could be off on that um, because Missouri would have taken on Oregon, so Ohio State would take on, no, Penn State. No, they would have played Penn State again. Yeah, 7-10, and then Georgia would take it on old. And by the way, another thing that I think you can keep an eye on going forward, either they will put a rule in or you will just see them move teams around so they won't have rematches Yeah. Um, going forward next year. And like we have already said, they, there will be complaints, and understandably so, from the team that was ranked 12th. And you go, well, 12th, they'd be in. No, they wouldn't because this year Liberty is in. Yeah, 24th ranked Liberty. Or 22nd. Yeah, but, but at least that gives every school a shot. Yeah, I agree. Let me throw this scenario out. Nobody can answer it. But I think nice. it's a fun scenario. <laughs> we might be able to. <laughs> no, and it'll, it'll, well, you're not on the committee, so you wouldn't know. But this will fit Who says Plowsy like this because it'll fit what Plowsy's saying about you go undefeated. And What if uh, Washington is beating Oregon 46-10 third quarter? Michael Penix breaks his leg 
Washington in the playoffs? Undefeated, you leave. Not you leave, based uh, on the Florida State strategy. Again, and there we have now we have the precedent, which you will That's hear about mm-hmm. coming forward in the next few years, or maybe even next year. And yeah. sometimes the best player isn't the quarterback. Yeah, in that case, it is. By the way, is Jaden Daniels? Is, are we done with the Bo Nix, Michael Penix thing? Yeah, I that, that one. That the the Bo Nix loss kind of put that one to bed. I but feel. again, even even with that, I'm like, hey, the guy was already the best player, and, and, and now I saw in Bovada, I think he's minus 1100 to win the Heisman, but he was plus 150 on Friday morning. And so what? Because Bo Nix lost by what three points or four yeah. points on Friday night. Yeah. Now he's he's. <laughs> I don't think he had a bad game. Watch this. Now he's chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> That's this Saturday, isn't it? The Heisman? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I haven't seen free money like that in a very long time. I don't. Bo Nix would have even won. It would have been terrible if he would have won and he would have won the Heisman. Nothing against Bo Nix, by the way. God bless Bo Nix. Bo Nix is playing in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, and I'm really surprised by that, but I'm thrilled. Uh, but uh, Jaden Daniels, the best player in college football. That's not even like he's historic with what he's doing so yeah that uh the fact that he was i think i got it at plus 175 very strange i still don't really know what that was about well, Nick's having a existed. great year i mean he's, oh, he's chopped liver he is having a great year and when by saying jane daniels is outstanding it's not a shot at bo Nix. it's just saying jane daniels is that good yeah but i don't think he's head and shoulders until you know you lose a game and then uh he lost he, did, he, he lost twice yeah, but I mean, but going it's not to that his, game. Has Jaden Daniels got anything to do with LSU's defense? No, but normally you don't give a Heisman Trophy winner to a guy who's got two losses. Um, three losses. Three losses. Um, but I mean, going into that game, Bo Nix, I think, had 39 touchdowns, two interceptions, 80% completion rate. I mean, he was having a year that a lot of quarterbacks haven't had either, so... You got uh, this is a good observation by Larry Thornton. He says you just shouldn't play good non-conference games. Why risk it? Go beat yeah. Illinois by thirty, and then you're undefeated, and you don't have to worry about getting in. That's from Larry Thornton. Yeah, that's and what's you wrong don't have with to worry about injuries again. either. Like you're playing lesser teams. Like I, I, I unfortunately, yeah. uh, Travis got was it North Alabama or something? Was that the the, the yeah. team that he was? You know, it was just kind of a scrimmage game. But if you had Florida. that eight team plan where you had to win your conference, then you could go ahead and play good conference games in front of packed stadiums, and it wouldn't matter if you lost because you still have a chance to win yeah your when your conference you're in i see whether i think there's two teams that not that anybody cares anymore except for the people trying to make money uh the bowl i think there's two or three teams in the bowl games under 500 because they didn't have enough teams qualify to play in them all so yeah. just putting all these other teams in that now. happened a couple of years ago too right mm-hmm. did missouri somebody got in as a well, five win christmas, team or hello christmas that's what we i was really going. surprised with they're willing to yep. go to the cotton bowl and these kids can't spend Christmas time away from their homes. I, I was. <clears throat> so you were surprised that Missouri accepted the Cotton Bowl bid because it's post Christmas. I think I don't know if I was surprised. Very upset. It's return season. I really feel bad for the kids. It's like the, if they had a choice, if it was the kids joint, they obviously would rather spend time with their families yeah. on Christmas than playing a highly touted bowl game against right. you know one of the premier programs. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I think it's selfish. And they're right there. These kids are right there at that age when they do come home for Christmas. They can't wait to get out of the house to get to the bars anyway. Been there well, the and, game gets been there the and seen that. Oh, you're home for Christmas. <laughs> and only for a couple of minutes. We got a party down in Sular. Yeah, there be plenty of bars in Dallas. Uh, guys, with their final log- logic, why didn't fall, Florida State fall in the rankings right when Jordan Travis got hurt? That's from William Howard Tuft. It's also what I don't understand. 
It's like they teased him the entire season. It's like, no, we'll keep you there. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're going to keep you there. Just win. Boy. Oh, you won? You uh, you have upset big old fan Plowhawk. You got usually you guys are. All right, then I did something right. Oh, stop being an a-hole, Plowboy! Oh. It's not the same at all. Don't be such a dip ass. That's from big old fan. What do we even talk about now? Yeah, he never he never states what he's talking about. He just screams. Uh, he's mad at me for my alliance observation. He says the alliance take is dumb. Those three guys knew there was a chance that one of their conference champs could miss out if they only had four teams. It just happened to be this odd situation. If they went to 12, all three of their champs would be in. It's just hindsight 2020 nonsense. I would agree with that. Unfortunately, there's audio of me talking about how dumb it was Back then, when it was going on, I certainly know that I talked about it while it was going on. Why are these three schools keeping this college football playoff from happening? And alas, uh, now that it has played out, it's brutal. But I didn't like it in the moment. We're not results-oriented around... Uh, no. and, we, and we don't kink shame. Those are really no, the, that's one thing we never do. Uh, those are our tenants. You know what's amazing? Darren dislikes Missouri more than he likes any program. His favorite part of CFB is hating Mizzou. He paid for a message board, not for your line, I bet for Mizzou. Never change, cutie. That's from Shrimply Pibbles. Mm. I actually have been the exact opposite. Right? I said they'd win nine or ten games. I said they'd go to a bowl past Christmas. I also stated that Brady Cook will be a hell of a player and that Luther Burden would be first-team All-SEC. I think I nailed about 95%. I thought it was like you're talking about Drinkwitz running on the field at the last game of the year with a cigar in his mouth, (laughs) the back door into a Duke's Mayo Bowl. Like that to me is worthy of like bashing. What they've done this year, rather impressive, and I've given them complete props the Mm. entire season. It was kind of funny on the uh, show yesterday. Yeah, he's got himself a personality. Not my cup of tea, but he definitely, he's out there. Yeah, they laughed at him. He was funny. Plowboy is 100% correct. Savor the flavor, brah. That's from Uncle Jew. <laughs> Uncle Jew. You know what that means from either. off the line. With the, I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's making. Kind of like big old fan. I don't know what he's in reference to. Hey, Uncle but June. He, Uncle June. Yeah, oh, that's from uh, Sopranos. Was, oh yeah, Uncle oh. June. Who am I thinking of? Oh, June Carter Cash. Yeah, June. And then there's Uncle June, and that was Doug. Was that Dominic? She and Easy. She and Easy. That was the older guy who was yeah. at, who was the boss, but actually wasn't. He was also in Godfather too. Was he really? I'm in Roth's left hand, right hand man. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, I never put that together. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that, uh, having seen some pictures online lately, that the movie mobsters look more like mobsters than the real life mobsters did. Oh yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah. The real life mobsters look like just normal guys yeah, you see sure. on the street. Uh, like, and yeah, the movie like mobsters look like, like oh my god, let's get away from this guy. Pesci looks like the biggest mobster of all time, but yeah. Uh, if Alabama's loss was to Oregon and not Texas, everyone's happy. Their problem was their loss was to too good of a team. Texas should be thankful. Bama beat Georgia. Oh, without question. Larry Thornton's 100% right there. Yeah. That that's, that's goes back to the point of had Georgia won, I believe Florida State's in. Mm-hmm. Because, as someone was saying earlier, it might have been Larry Thornton, that Texas and Alabama were tied at the hip. Jackson, that might have been you. Hell, I can't keep track of what everybody's saying. I thought Texas looked really good. But I think the 49ers could beat all of them. Nice. That's good take. take. No, that is a take. No, they really look good. Wouldn't that be fun in the NFL if you won your division and they go, oh, wait, your quarterback's hurt for the year, though. You can't so make we're the actually, We're looking at full rosters, what would be the mm-hmm. best for television, Reverend. We don't think your third string going to do it. Well, so you, you, know, you talk about co- Kurt Warner. You, you won talk your about division. Nick Foles. However, we're going to let you talk about Jeff Hostetler. 
Like, imagine that in professional yeah. sports. In college, mm-hmm. and getting to a professional environment where players are getting paid just as much as, you know, assistant coaches. Just think about that. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Niners, we know you probably won 13, 14 games. It's just not It's not in the cards for you this year. So it's we're getting gonna, to be more of, a, you from the more of a TV show than a sporting event. But to be fair, the, see, the college football has a selection committee. The NFL is straight objective. It's based on record. The college football committee is not. So the... That's, there's a difference. Well, I'm just uh, no, I know the rule. I'm just saying if they if the NFL had like college football style rule to where you yeah. can win your division and your quarterback gets hurt and you win 14 games out of 17 <laughs> yeah. and you're not It'd even be in the playoff because of television yeah. rating, that to me is it. insane. If you talk yourself into that, that is absolutely well. Crazy. Brock Purdy was a backup cornerback. Love was a backup cornerback. That, backup, that's his whole point. Yeah. Is, is it could it could work that way in college too, where the backup, well, the backup could make backup you even better, your team even wins better than the you national were. title. Yeah. Uh, breaking news: We have another quarterback, uh, big name quarterback, leaving right. school before the bowl season. Dylan Gabriel, Doug, he is leaving <laughs> Oklahoma. Well, he's entered the transfer portal, so there you go. Uh, so Dylan Gabriel and also Ohio State's Kyle McCord have entered the portal. I'm pretty surprising. Yeah, there'll be a few more. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. A lot more, actually. Yeah, that's, uh, the, na- that's the nature of the system now. Uh, Jackson, tell me about Circa. I'd love to tell you about Circa, Tim. Uh, obviously, yeah. plenty more football to gamble on for the rest of the season, and then always basketball and hockey right there in between. And let me suggest a place to go for that. And that Do is it. The Circa Sportsbook, which is now available in the great state of Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, you just make the short drive across the river. Or if you already live in Illinois, you sign up for the Circa Sports. App. It's the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas, and now it's in Illinois. The Circus Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service round. And, of course, the Circus Sports app is available in Illinois. So visit CircusSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. There you go. It is Circa. Uh, Doug, I went three and two yesterday in the Circa Millions, oh, I think. Yeah. I can't believe I took the Eagles. God, that was so square. But I just knocked these things out when they sent the email. Yeah, but I mean, it was kind of obvious when the number was strange that to stay away from it. And I, I just I entered the picks because I'm mathematically eliminated anyway, and I wasn't even thinking about it. I go, oh, my God, I can't believe I took them. Uh, yeah, they did indeed get uh, stomped. But it was strange that they were getting like three or three and a half at home. And so, anyway, uh, Andrea's is where you go for a delicious steak. Andrea's Steakhouse is off Collinsville Road in O'Fallon, Illinois, and it's over there by Stone Wolf and Jackson's home track. That's Far Oaks. It's Andrea's with the barbecue sauce, with the steak sauce, and with the salad dressing. And right now... Now, for the holidays, enjoy Andrea's with discounted gift packs at Deerberg's, and also you have discounts at Schnooks as well. Here is what we've got going on. Uh, through the day after Christmas, they have a discount running uh, with uh, dollars off of steak sauce, barbecue sauce, and salad dressing. And now in December, Deerberg's is carrying an exclusive three-pack gift set featuring all three of Andrea's products. And the history of Andrea's is featured right there on the back. They're celebrating 45 years in business at Andrea's Steakhouse. It is Andrea's. Doug, tell the people about Naturals. 
Well, Tim, it's what you need to get your pet. Here, here's one of them right here. There's a little treat right there I'm holding up on YouTube. Boy, Dora likes these. Your pet will, too. As the holiday season approaches, time to start shopping for your loved ones. Let's not forget about your furry friends. Treat them to some delicious treats from Nautrils. Nautrils is a locally owned family business founded by two dedicated TMA listeners who want to provide your dog with top quality dog treats. Nautrils carries a lineup of limited ingredient dental chews, 100% rawhide-free options, and mouth-watering oven-baked cookies, but keep your walrus hands off there exclusively for the dogs. Your pup's tail will be wagging with excitement after tasting flavors like real peanut butter, chicken, and pumpkin. Trust me, your dog will be begging for more, just like my dog Dora, who is very picky but loves these. Discounted variety packs are also available so your dog can enjoy all flavors delivered right to your door. And here's a treat for the listeners. Use the code TMA at Nautrals.com for an exclusive 15% off, plus free shipping on orders of $30 or more. That's Nautrals.com. You know what I'm going to do for you? Do I'm going to spell Nautrals. G-N-A-W-T-U-R-A-L-S. That's Nautrals.com. Shop local this holiday season and gift your dog treats from Nautrals. There it is. Nautrals, a wonderful sponsor of TMA. Just like Michelob Ultra, sponsor of our studios here. On TMA, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. It's Michelob Ultra Studio Sponsor on TMA. The Colonel's going to join us coming up at 9.05. And he is presented to you by James Carlton. And, of course, have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. And a week from Thursday, December 14th, at Hot Shots in Webster Grove, 7 p.m., it's the TMA Year-End Awards. Please bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope on behalf of the great Jennings Randolph Jr. Annie's Hope, the charity that Jennings wanted to leave as a legacy after he passed away. Support the charity by bringing a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope uh, in remembrance of the great Jennings Randolph Jr. It's Thursday, December 14th at Hot Shots in Webster Groves at 7 p.m. Who will be the Milagro Tequila listener of the year. Find out December 14th at Hot Shots in Webster Groves. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with more, including what the Cardinals are looking to do at the winter meetings, which are now underway in Nashville, Tennessee. Colonel at 9.05, brought to you by James Carlton, and then the design air heating and cooling email of the day. This is TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios. 